interrupt our program to bring you this important message. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas, which means presents for everybody, but not too expensive. Hello and welcome to the Salt Report, where we're just two of the internet's saltiest nerds dish out all their salt about cosplay, comics, uh, movies, video games, and all things nerdy. Jake is out on assignment again this week and has left me to hold down the fort. So I, Kay, will be hosting, and I am here with my co-host, Jesse. Yo. And what is the sponsor in our hearts, since you know more about it than I do? It's the Spider-Man Christmas album. <laughs> A gift to all. Um, so anyone who's seen Into the Spider-Verse, and even if you haven't... Um, and you're not, it's not really a spoiler. It's just like a background in the universe that this Christmas album exists, that Peter Parker, um, as Spider-Man sang, sang all these songs and it's, it's pretty damn good. And you can, I think you can find the song too, like the Jingle Bells. It plays at, Jingle Bells will play at the end if you stick around for the credits and there's some pretty good millennial mood in there. So, uh. I just, I think we should, I think we should all enjoy this holiday season with our friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. <laughs> and how much he doesn't want to be singing this song. Oh, absolutely. No, this whole, <laughs> this whole thing is a real millennial mood. In fact, I'll talk about it more later, but I think Peter Parker's a real millennial ass mood. <laughs> it's very much like, I have failed my life, but I won't let Gen Z fall with me. You go, little Gen Z. You be brave and strong. Be strong for all of us. Fuck yeah, man. Fight the power. Fight the power. I'm gonna lay down. (laughs) (laughs) I am so sad. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, with that, I suppose we can move into our pre-salt. So this was a while ago now. It's slightly old news, but that's what happens when we skip a week. Um... They showed the new Devil May Cry 5 trailer at the Ooh. Game Awards. Uh, v is cool. You guys are just mean. You guys are just mean. Like, you guys I, are mean. I get it that you don't like that he looks like that dude from that, like, bad metal band. But, like... He looks like Kylo Ren. He does also look like Kylo Ren. But, like, he has the style of this dude from this band. And, like, he does a lot. But, like, V is cool. And you guys are just mean. And, and like... He snapped like, to white hair like a fucking I like the snap diva. to the white hair. I like his demon familiar. I like that his demon familiar speaks to him in rhymes. It's so um, cute! It's cute. I like it. Maybe we both just have the same uh, goth edgelord <laughs> tattoo aesthetic. I um, love it. But he's cool, and y'all just mean. Yeah, And Chris. also, like... <laughs> <laughs> Like, this is far from the worst character design in all of Devil May Cry, to be honest, so, like... I don't know, it's, I feel like, of all the games for people to be upset about this about, I'm like, really, Devil May Cry? Like, this is this is the hill you're gonna die on? I know, the, the same hill where Dante, one of the weapons you can get for Dante is literally an electric guitar. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> clearly, the creators have an aesthetic, and they just lean into it. Those games, the only, like, so DMC Devil May Cry took itself deathly seriously, and that's why everybody hates it. And the other games are so goofy on purpose, and that's what makes them great. So goofy shit like V fits in very well with with the general aesthetic of Devil May Cry. Yeah, and y'all are just gonna have to deal with me figuring out how to cosplay V. 
tits yeah. out for V because we were we were having a very in depth conversation about it a couple of weeks ago. Where I'm yeah. like, you can get a bodysuit. Yeah, because the tattoos. Yeah, I don't want to. There's already there's already pre made um, like jackets and pants and boots for him online. People, people are fast. They work fast. Yeah. I mean, gonna... V was announced a couple of months ago at least, but this is the first trailer we got to see like gameplay. So it's, it's I just listen. I I own multiple Kylo Ren things, and I'm not proud of it. It just made sense that this would I happen. I have his lightsaber. I have his lightsaber too, and I have like a little zoom of him and a little um. I have one of those diecast figurines of him with his helmet off. Don't look at me. Everybody, look away. <laughs> turn away from whatever you're listening to, unless you're on the road and like your stereo's right there. Don't turn away. Please look at the road. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm excited for that game. I I haven't we were we were talking about this too. I haven't played a whole lot of Devil May Cry. I played a little bit of the first one. I played a little bit of four. I played a little bit of three. Uh, I played all of DMC Devil May Cry, including Virgil's DLC. I don't know why. <laughs> uh, I don't know why that one. Um, and then I've watched Let's Plays for one, three, and four. Um, but like. I don't know. This is. I guess this is the one that's gonna get finally get me into the series. I have one through three on my shelf, but every you know. time I think about um, Devil May Cry, I think about that Simpsons episode with the motorcycle fight, where they're like. That's basically Devil May Cry. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's my only frame of reference. <laughs> People are. Like, that and that's that cutscene I sent you from four. Oh yeah. <laughs> I sent Jesse the cutscene of um, Shakespearean. I don't. I don't fucking remember the character's name, but it's like the the priest guy that turns into a bug, and they're having a weird Shakespeare moment. It's great. It's like my favorite thing from any video game. It'll be hard pressed to like impress me after that, to be honest. Kayla I mean, the best content. There, there's some pretty good cutscenes in Devil May Cry Four. I mean, I'm but about anyway. to start my um long. Uh, y'all pray for me because I'm about to start my long journey through uh, Metal Gear. And so that's good. You're in my thoughts because that's. <laughs> I, I did that too. I started with one and one, two, three, and then four. And I'm not going to actually point, play I was like, it though because I'm going to watch other yeah. people play it because I am not. I don't have a billion years to be sitting here playing when there's like two hour cutscenes to get through. So. Yeah. Well, you can always do other things while you're watching the cutscenes. Yeah, I can, like, I can sew and cook and while I'm watching cutscenes and being confused about certain decisions that are being made at all times. <laughs> <laughs> Those games are wild. Um, anyway, moving along. I've also been watching a ton of My Hero Academia. I think the last time I talked about this on the podcast, I was on, like, episode 15, and now I'm on episode, like, 52. <laughs> So I'm almost caught up, because I think there's 63 episodes available right now. And a movie. That um, sure is some anime fever you got there. Yeah, well, that. I mean, it helps that I can watch it in English. Yeah. Again, English dub is good, y'all just mean. But, um... I've been, I've been enjoying that one. It's just, like... It's like I watch a whole bunch of episodes at once, and then I'm like, I need a break <laughs> for a couple of days. Um, but it's good. It's good shit. It's anime bullshit. I don't know. But, um, 
You won't I'm talk gonna... about that time Jesse watched all of Tokyo Ghoul in like two nights while I was spending like 48 hours awake working on final stuff at um, an art school that shall go unnamed. And I've never gotten into Tokyo Ghoul. It was bad. It was bad, Todd. And I watched like, Although the I... whole There were a lot of characters from My Hero that I thought were Tokyo Ghoul characters at first. I so the thing about Tokyo Ghoul is that it's real fucked up and then every and then you gotta live with that information for the rest of your life. <laughs> like there's stuff I there are scenes that I still remember. Anyone who's watched Tokyo Ghoul, like the, you know, the torture shit. It's just like unbearable. <sighs> I don't know how I made it through that, but I did. Anime's a hell of a drug. Yeah, sure. Um, but I I had this conversation with you, but, like, Todoroki, Todoroki's the funniest character in oh, yeah. My Hero Academia. He's so great. Like, every time I, anytime I do anything, my, somebody's hand gets irreparably damaged. Am I cursed? Am I cursed? Am I cursed? I just, he's so, I love, I love characters that are so serious that, like, you're like, how are they gonna be in this universe? You know the characters that show up and you're like, I'm not here to make friends! And then yeah. accidentally make a bunch of friends. And everybody's like, weird flex, but okay. Weird flex, but okay. But then, <laughs> but then, like, I don't know, one day a boy with green hair, like, yells at him about how good he is inside, and he's like, now we're, now I'm here to make friends. We're friends now. That's just how it be. That's just how it um, be. Yeah, um, moving along from that, I'm back into Final Fantasy XIV. Um, I picked up a healer character. I started with Conjurer, because I th figured um, learning with a class that starts from level 1 is better than learning from the other the other two healer classes that start at level 30. <laughs> because when I played Dark Knight, Dark Knight starts at level 30, and that was a fucked up experience for everybody. <laughs> I had no idea what I was doing. So start from level 1. It's fun, actually. I really like it. I wish I hadn't been scared away from healing for this long by all the horror stories I heard and experienced secondhand. Um, I have been having a hard time with MP management, so I'm gonna have to work on that. I'm not sure if I'm just like DPSing too hard, or if it's my equipment that's the issue, or what's going on, but I'm enjoying it so far. I've, I'm level 34, I think, so I've made it into the white mage stuff. The, the, the quests for that whole line are total bullshit, by the way, like, <laughs> at least so far. Um, this is a Conjurer quest, you meet this character um, named, I think, Sylphie? It's something, it's Sylphie or Sophie or something like that. Um, and her whole thing, my cat is doing some shit back there. Um, but she, her <laughs> whole okay. thing is that she doesn't want- the ground and now I'm real sad, but- <laughs> Oh no. <laughs> Sylphie's whole thing. Time. <laughs> it's a great time. Sylphie's whole thing is that she only wants to heal and she doesn't want to do all the other elements of conjury, like, you know, TPS. Um, yeah. And she doesn't want to, and like, the lore of Final Fantasy XIV is that she you draw from nature to do conjury, mm -hmm. uh, but she doesn't want to do that and she's drawing on her own power, which, as you might be able to guess, is, a, is bad news. Um, but she's so obnoxious for like 80% of the quests. And then by the time she finally comes around to not being annoying anymore, you die? become a white mage and you start doing those quests instead with different characters. Rip. So she's just gone now. Um, cool beans. You're like, <laughs> it's not. 
it's not the first time. I mean, the the archer and the bard quests from thirty to one to to thirty, and then thirty to fifty were complete bullshit too. And I've talked about those. Um, but it's just I don't know. I I do not like these quests so far. But Sam thankfully, I, <laughs> I do not like these quests, Sam. I am. Thankfully, the duty finder's been going well. I had one dungeon. Um, I I got into Halatali. And, um, we're all kind of standing there at the start, and, like, it says dungeon start, and nobody moves, and I'm like, what are we waiting for? And then I was like, shit, they're waiting for me! And so I cast (laughs) Protect, like, you're supposed to do at the beginning of the dungeon, and I'm like, in the party chat, I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm a new healer, I forgot, and and someone's like, it's okay, it happens. Um, the tank for that dungeon... I called him Drill Sergeant Paladin in this. Uh, I was calling him the Terminator to my Link Shell, because he, like, he didn't say anything ever, and he was just like, go, 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 like, from yeah. point A to point B, on and on and on. Um, he never addressed me by, by my character name, I was just Healer. And so, like, when we get to the first- Yeah, so we get to the first boss, and he's like, Healer, stay out of the water when he does the thing. And I just I just said, okay. But in my mind, I was like, yeah, jackass, I know. I fa- I've done Halitali like a million times. But I, I was Healer. just like, okay. <laughs> Healer! I'm sorry, that's um, so funny to me. I know, it was it was wild. And I, I'm kind of like, because Because when, when they just call you, like, Healer or DPS or Tank, it's like, what's going to come next? Are they mad at me? But um, he was just like, no, just stay just... out of the water when it does the thing. And I'm like... Okay, I mean, I've only done Halatali six billion times because it's a baby dungeon, but sure, dude, I'll take your advice. Um, we got through it okay. Um, I did die at one point, but it totally wasn't my fault. Um, it was not ra- my fault, for the record. No, it wasn't. The Terminator <laughs> ran into the room. It's like a big, round, open room with a bunch of enemies at the center, but there's also enemies on the fringes, and he collected all the enemies at the center, but not the ones on the fringes, and the ones on the fringes killed me. Right. Because I'm a squishy healer. So, somehow we survived that encounter. Um, get to the final boss. And, you know, we get through that. And then he says, Healer, you've done very well and you're going to be fine. And I'm like, thank you. <laughs> For some reason I hear his lines in a Soldier 76 voice. Basically. <laughs> <laughs> or alternatively, <laughs> just like thick Russian accent, healer. <laughs> You've done very well. And when I left that dungeon, I got the hat trick player combination. I got all three, so I gave mine to the tank. <laughs> but um, that tank is so bizarre. <laughs> he was weird, but like a nice dude, I guess. Like he wasn't a bad guy. He was just weird. Sometimes it'd be like that on this bitch of a planet. And I told, I told the story to my friend that um, Maine's white mage, and she told a very similar story where they were in a, uh, a high-end raid, and um, there was some kind of mechanic where it would, like... I'm trying to remember how she explained it to me, because I haven't actually done this raid that she was talking about, but I guess there was some sort of, like, meteor effect or, like, a missile, and when it landed, if it hit you, it, it would explode and cause splash damage. Yeah. And um, the splash damage could also often, like, wipe the party if you're all clustered together and so that happened at one point on their like it was like their fifth death or something and the tank says healer and she's just like oh boy like oh don't do it don't blame me for this and he says i'm sorry i exploded a missile in front of all of us and she's like <laughs> That's so oh, fucking cute. it's okay 
healer. And you're like, oh boy. It's like, I'm sorry, I exploded a missile that killed us all. <laughs> it's okay. It's like, healer, one fear. I'm sorry, zero fears. Yeah. It's the opposite of that meme, exactly. <laughs> one fear. I'm sorry, no fear. Um... Aside from that, I've, I've also been continuing the story with my bard, and I got to uh, Susano, who I really like. Um, I like him for a lot of the same reasons that I like Ravana. Um, so, like, Ravana in the story is the god of the Nath insect tribe, and um, he essentially, he's like, alright, if you want me to leave you alone, fight me. If you win, I will not wreak havoc upon this world, <laughs> essentially. So you fight him, and everything's fine. He's got that cool music. It's like, weird flex, but okay. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, Ravana. Um, Susano's kind of similar. You get some artifacts, and you take it to a, like, vault where there's these other, like, sacred artifacts of this turtle, turtle-based turtle um, beast tribe. Oh, yes, and, turtles. Yeah, there's turtles, there's bugs, there's owls, there's all kinds. But this time it's the turtles. And so they kind of assemble, and this, you know, this voice is like, who, who has made me whole? And your character can be like, it was me, but I didn't mean it. Or very confidently be like, "Twas I that made you whole. Um, <laughs> and he's like, great, um, let's fight a contest of wills to celebrate. And your character's like, I would prefer not to. And he's like, ha ha, too bad. <laughs> <laughs> So, you have to fight Susano. He also has a really cool theme song uh, that I enjoyed a lot. And there's some kind of interesting mechanics in the fight where, like, uh, the ones I remember the best are he'll do an AoE that's the entire arena except for a little sliver of ground directly in front of him. So you have to line up single file on this little spot. <laughs> Which, it just looks funny. Like, everybody just rushes to the center and we're all in, like, a perfect single file line in front of Susano. <laughs> Um, and then there's another one where, um, he becomes giant and then slashes his sword down and a tank has to stand in front and block it. I'm not really sure how that mechanic works because I wasn't tanking this fight, but it looks real fucking cool. Um, so that was fun. I'm past that now. I've, I made it to, to Yanja and I remember like hearing the theme song for the, fir for the first time and being like, Oh no, because it was the song that Soken pretended to be an automaton for. Oh no. And that's all I could think about. <laughs> was him. Like, rip any kind of concentration. It's like a beautiful song, too, and all I can think about is Soken on stage going. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> but, well, I was gonna um, be focused, but now. But now I'm just thinking about automatons. Um, and. I also, um, I didn't put this down, but I also had my first couple forays into, um, raid farming, where, like, we just farmed fucking birds and, um, the horse, horse mounts that you can get from some of the lower end trials, and that's been going okay, I guess. <laughs> I guess. It's really tedious. I mean, you fight King Thor and EX, like, 15 times in a row, and maybe four times that fucking bird will drop. But I got it, so hey, I'm happy. It's purple! Um, I watched Nikki do that once. Yeah, I... I, I remember Nikki. 
I have a, I have a low tolerance for it. After like an hour or two, I was like, can we do something else? Um, <laughs> but or like, hey, I'm gonna drop out and do like literally anything other than fight King Thor and EX again. But um, you know, the worst the worst was Leviathan because you can't like you fight Garuda or whatever, and you can just melt her because um. She's level 50, and most of the people in my party were level 70, and I was level 64. So we're doing way more DPS than we should be. And she just gets wrecked. But if you if you fight Leviathan too quickly, he does more damage, so you have to slow down. It sucks. Why, um, why would they make this mechanic to hurt you? I don't know, but they did, and that's where we're at right now. Um, we did have a fun time with titans we were we were really struggling with the mechanics and then we decided to go in all like okay there's four of us all bards we're starting a band <laughs> all bards all the time our, our band name is titan's heart and uh we're just gonna do this and it that's that appeared to be the lucky combination because we all got the bards. drop like four we got we got the drop four times in a row and we're like all right we can just quit this one now that's hilarious but we're going in was, as a band we're starting a band <laughs> One of them was like, we're starting a boy band. And then they like got a better look at my character. And they're like, well, okay, wait. <laughs> One girl. <laughs> um, One girl and then the last... band. <laughs> One girl band. The last pre-salt I have to talk about is my cosplay BS. Um, I finished my Keith jacket. And I finished his boots. And I finished Taco from the ground up. <laughs> Finally. I did the shirt. I did... The cape, I, I finished the cape literally as, like, right before we recorded. I was late to recording because I was finishing my cape. And I also um, finished, I, I got sick of trying to make that hat. It was not working out. So I bought a Gandalf the Grey hat from Spirit Halloween before it closed for the season. And I just modified it. And so I finished that, and it looks great. I got my umbrella ready. We're good to go. I'm just going to wear boots that I already own and um, some leggings. And that's that's it. We're done with a fucking costume, finally. <laughs> I thought you were like, that's it for all things. You're leaving now. No. <laughs> Kay is gone. <laughs> Goodbye. I must go. My home planet needs me. <laughs> well, that is the end of my pre-salt, I guess. Oh, my God. Well, um, <laughs> I think there's a piece of paper in my eye, but let's. I also dropped my glitter on the floor, which I guess is more like salt. It was closed, but there was a bunch of glitter in the cap, and now it's all over my floor. But I guess that's what oh, vacuuming's that's... for. <laughs> Vacuums aren't going to help you. Shh. You have to use a piece of tape. <laughs> I mean, it's like a fake wood floor. It's plastic Plasta wood. Whatever. Plasta wood. Um, let's see. So I, I have some old salt at this point, but the Umbrella Academy trailer dropped, um, which I'm super excited about. Um... If, if people didn't know, Jake's not here to be excited with me, but Umbrella Academy uh, is a comic written by the lead singer of My Chemical Romance, or ex-lead singer, Gerard Way, and um, illustrated by Gabrielle Ba, Gabrielle Ba, that, I'm sorry about the names. Anyway, let's, let's go back in our, um, in my time machine, um, and- and meet Jesse, who young Jesse, who was like, I want to read comic books now because I like read that um, that Gerard wrote a comic book, and so I was like, 
well, I'm gonna go buy this comic book. That was the first time I ever walked into a comic book store and I was scared. And at the time, it was still quite... Like, I don't think there were any women working there. And the men working there were not very nice to me. So that I went ever went back was a fucking miracle. But I did it. And that was my first, like, time in a comic book store buying a comic. And it, and it changed my life, I guess. I mean, I guess quite literally because now I... I make comics and I love comics and I talk about comics. So I was pretty excited when like Netflix picked it up as a show and they dropped the first trailer and it's coming out um, next year in February, like 12 days after my birthday. And I'm pretty fucking pumped about it. Um, don't fuck it up Netflix <laughs> don't fuck it up I mean he's working on it too I think he's like an advisor on it or something like he's there I guess like he's involved in it so that's good there's I mean they it already looks like they made a lot of changes um but you'd have to I am okay with changes to comic book source material to make it movie palatable yeah, um, like, people cried about the changes in Watchmen, and I'm not going to sit here and try to pretend like Watchmen's a great movie or anything, but they had to make those changes. Yeah, because you'd have to introduce the, you'd have to introduce so much other stuff in order to get to that point, and, like, the, part of the reason turning Watchmen into a movie was so hard is that, like, Watchmen's a whole fucking experience. Like, as you're reading it, there's, like, excerpts from books in there, and, like, flashback stories and files that you're digging around in, like it's hard you can't translate that you know what i'm saying you can't translate that experience so like a lot of it gets lost when you like try to make a film or get had to get changed and i don't mind that like it doesn't booty tickle me when like source material has to be changed in order to change the genre um otherwise you end up with the 50 shades of gray movies Um, or the harry potter movies that didn't know what to prioritize and yeah there were some times in the harry potter movies where the screen the screenplay writer was like i don't know what's important and what's not like how they brought up ariana dumbledore and then just completely fucking dropped her even though she's super important to the books yeah that i mean to be fair and okay i won't be fair because the seventh book was split into two movies they had time like don't make me sit through a bunch of shit and like and split it into two movies to get twice my money and then not put shit in there i will give it i will give you that 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 booty tickles me um but yeah i don't mind when comic books have to get changed from the source material in order to like translate them to a different medium that's just how art be you know it's part of adaptation yeah and like that's why people get hired to do certain things you know what i'm saying they get real good at their job not anybody can just be like out there adapting shit to film um but yeah i'm pretty i'm pretty excited um and then I'm going to move around to more old news. Um, the Winter Skins in Overwatch dropped. And the Mercy fucking skin is so goddamn cute. I have a 3,000 gold saved in game currency. So if I don't get her skin in a loot box, I'm buying it at the end of um, the uh, the season. Um, Symmetra's skin is also super cute. Um, Widowmaker finally got a skin that wasn't ugly. Uh, <laughs> Widowmaker has a lot of ugly skins. She has, like, two cute ones in her whole arsenal of skins. Um, and 
otherwise she has quite a few ugly skins not counting the ones that are like the starcraft skins or whatever like those don't count um so i really appreciated that symmetra's skin is super cute her figure skater skin i have a whole drawing <laughs> With a bunch of those skins that I started working on, but I have not finished because I have a backup. I'm doing commissions right now, so everything's backed up and whatever whatever I have time for gets finished first. Um, and uh, except for I made an exception for Spider-Man because I went to go see Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Um, please see this movie. It's changed animation. It's a stepping, a milestone, a stepping stone forward in animation I, you know, it's really hard in this day and age to get people to go see animated films. Um, you think it would be the opposite, right? But, like, somehow it's really hard to get people to go see animated films. And to be fair, a lot of companies churn out film films. I'm looking at You Pets 2, The Secret Life of Pets 2. Um, the Secret, Life, Secret of Life of Pets wasn't even that great. It wasn't even that good. How did it get a sequel? How did it... Probably because it made tons of money. Because families. I saw that movie with my niece, unfortunately. And, um... It, I was just bored and she was bored and she's a child. It doesn't take that much to entertain a child with cartoon animals. And my, to preface this, my niece loves animals. Like she doesn't much care for dolls or anything. She just, she just loves animals. She's like six years old and she's trying to have a lemonade stand so that she can raise money for endangered species. Like that's what she cares about. Um, and she still did not give a single shit about that movie. So it was clearly bad. Um, but I also think there's a certain style of animation that we reached in like a plateau of engineering and then didn't push past that for a really long time. And I think anything that did push past that was super interested in hyper-realism, which at that point, I'm just like, I could watch real actors do this. Um... <laughs> And, like, there's nothing wrong with it, but I just, I think Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, I'm sorry I'm talking so much about the animation, but there's no spoilers in the animation, so um, that's a great way to talk about it. And also, it reminded me why I love animation. Like, the whole time, I felt this childlike awe that I hadn't felt in a really long time experiencing animation. Like, I was clapping, I... Like, there, was a, there were certain points where I became aware that my face was just, like, you know, like, a kid that's super into something and their mouth is kind of open and their eyes are really wide? Like, that was me watching this movie. Um, and I just, it was super good. The kids were having a good time in the theater. The adults were having a good time. Um, and the, there was one scene where they, they actually showed the clip in the trailer, so I don't feel weird about talking about this. But you have all the spider people from the, from the multiverse together, and they're all... <laughs> piled on the um corner of uh miles's dorm room and trying to avoid miles's roommate and uh all of those different animation styles because they tried to for each character have their own unique animation style based on their in comic style um it took them because of all of that because they're all lined up like that and they all have to move as one and they ha decided to go for all these different animation styles at once. It took them two months just for that, like, 15 seconds of them going back and forth on Miles' ceiling. That's incredible to me. Like, two fucking months. I After, after like, two weeks, I would have been like, we are taking too much time. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just, this film went into production three years ago. 
and just all of the work that everybody did on it shows um like somebody was saying how it was nominated for an uh i guess it's nominated for an oscar if the 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 animation the one that they give to please the masses they get where you get dropped off in the animation and musical corner where (laughs) where the naughty kids go um they're like people are like people are surprised and it's like nobody was fucking surprised this is the best animated film in years and it's kind of weird also like remember boss baby got nominated for an oscar yeah. So the anything real can get low. animated for an for the animation and musical Oscar. And the the thing about it though is that like it didn't get much hype before it came out. Like it had a very short distance from hype time to um, release time, which I think is interesting. And even now, like people are like, "Oh, that's weird," because the Spider Man movie, and they're like, "What Spider Man movie?" I'm like, the animated one. Um, and I think, too, because, you know, live-action Spider-Man exists, it kind of got pushed out of the way. And it's not part of the um, MCU, so people were just like, I don't know, please go see it. It's fucking incredible. Also, if you're a Spider-Man fan of any genre of Spider-Man, like, I'm not just talking about, like, the comics, because it is really comics-heavy, but not. In- they'll explain everything you need to know which I appreciate too. Well, they show you everything you need to know in a cute little like comics rundown. And they also had um, illustrators work on the panels, like actual like comic book illustrators work on some of the still frame panels that they go through in that movie, which is super duper cool to me. Um, But they'll explain all that shit to you. So if you like the comics, it's good. If you like the, the, those spider, the early 2000s Spider-Man movies, (laughs) um, there's references to that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> there's references to video games, there's references to the new movies, there's references to animated um, Spider-Man, including the 1960s Spider-Man cartoon, which is incredible. Um, there's just, you know, a lot of Spider-Man universe lore and uh, multiverse lore in this without it feeling like like jammed in, you know? This movie's kind of got a long run time. But they, I'm glad because it meant that, like, they didn't cut anything. I think this movie could have gotten real confusing real fast if it was short, you know? Um, because it was really ambitious. I also appreciated the, like, relationship between Miles and his family. It was really heartfelt. Um, Aunt May in this movie is a really interesting take on Aunt May that I enjoyed. Um, I really enjoyed uh, the... Um, Peter B. Parker, who uh, is a loser millennial, like <laughs> all of us, and he's the one wearing sweatpants over his costume, um, and he like gets sucked through the like multiverse portal while he's eating pizza, and he doesn't want to let go of his pizza, and he's real tired and sad, and Biles is like, why did I have to get sad hobo Peter Parker to teach me how to be Spider-Man? Oh, <laughs> 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 um, So... Uh, it, it's real great, and it's a real interesting relationship. Miles is an artist, so, like, you get to see some of his, like, spray paint art and his, like, graffiti art, and, like, his, he's, like, drawing in the beginning. It's super great. I love seeing it. Um, the soundtrack is fucking dope. It's on Spotify. Uh, I know this because I made, like, an extended soundtrack of some of the songs that weren't in the playlist because they weren't part of, like, the official movie soundtrack. Soundtrack's super duper good. I've been listening to it nonstop and drawing. Um... I hope that I've inspired you 
to I also really appreciated like the reference to Spider-Man sitting at the desk um <laughs> like there's so many good references and you can tell that the people working on this film really loved it and it reminded me of not only like why I love Spider-Man but why I love comics and why I love animation and why I love making art in the first place and what it can do for people so really um check that out my only warning is there are flashing lights so if you have problems with flashing lights i do not recommend um like if you're if you know anybody with epilepsy or um, just sensitivity that kind of stuff because there's no warning at the beginning of the film but it's been going around online and i will agree there's like it's a huge plot point too so um watch out for those flashing lights i know i have light sensitive like light triggered migraines so i took like two migraine pills wore my special nerd light glasses for my eyes and drink a buttload of water rip my bladder because i had to pee like halfway through that movie and i was sad um because i did not get out of my seat that's how much i loved it i could not tear myself away to pee uh, <laughs> so yeah it's in my top two films of this year um with black panther which i can't believe came out this year did like, that come out this year it came out this year god i know so did deadpool 2 both of them came out this year. I know. Yeah. This has been both simultaneously. The first half of this year was so goddamn long. And the second half feels like I blinked in it and I went through it. So yeah. So I'm real Same. confused. So, but yeah, that was this year. Um, and that's me waxing poetic about Spider-Man. I don't know if I have any more pre, pre-salt so that I'm going to leave it there. I think this other thing is more like salt. So I'll leave it there. This isn't really salt, but it's also not really pre-salt, so I just stuck it here. Um, we were farming Leviathan, I think, and um, I um, got a no- little bink, and it's like a, a Moogle mail, and I'm like, oh, that's unusual, I don't usually get those. And But we were going back into the duty, so I didn't do anything about it, and we fought Leviathan again, and then I get, get out, and I'm like, oh... I got three more Moogle mails. That's that's odd. Uh, but again, we're going back into the duty, so I didn't get a chance to deal with it. Um, in between like fights and like running around trying to find like, where's the fucking Moogle carrier person in this village? I don't remember. Um, eventually, I get in there and my mailbox is completely full because my <laughs> my friend sent me like a thousand fucking fish. <laughs> as a prank and he's like he didn't say anything in the letters they they just had like it, he just sent me a bunch of letters stuffed with fish i guess and um i'm like the, the, the guy's character's name is filet minion he's a cool dude he's in my link shell so i just yell filet what mischief are you up to and my friends are like what did he do i'm like he sent me like a thousand fish and filet is like i didn't want you to get hungry and i'm like filet i can't eat half this stuff and um the next day like not the next day there's a day in between but the next time I log in I get another mail and I'm like I swear to god (laughs) if that's more fish because he like completely filled my inventory I had to go sell a bunch of stuff to get rid of all this fucking fish that he sent me in the mail and like so I'm just like, I swear to God, if that's filet again. And sure enough, it's it's filet again. He This time he sent me 3,000 pots of maple syrup. And I'm like, why are you like this? Um, so that's just his thing now. I think he's working on his crafting and gathering classes. And that's why he suddenly has all these weird random materials 
to send to people, because I'm not the only person you hit with this prank. Um, I am the one who reacted most strongly to it, where I'm like, stop! Um, but now, now every time I log in, I have to fear that there's going to be 1,000 fish sitting in my inbox. Um, and more along those lines also, like, man, wishlist for uh, Final Fantasy XIV Shadowbringers. It would be really nice if they added mid-instance checkpoints. Um, recently, I was in one where there was, you get there, and there's a long cutscene, which you can skip, but still, you watch the long cutscene, and then there's a very long battle, and then there's another long cutscene, and then another long battle. And I failed the second part multiple times, and had to go through the entire instance again. It would be nice if I could have just started from the second part, but please, please Square Enix, please add that. Bakugo needs to find his chill. I think I said this last time, but he really needs to find his chill. Like, I I originally wrote this, I think I was right at the end of the school sports festival arc, where he's, like, freaking out because he won, but not on his terms. And yeah. I'm like, dude. Dude. He doesn't want people to pity him. He feels All like night. He just like, I'm terrified him. of you, child. You need to stop. They put a muzzle on him. They put a muscle like, on him. What is he going to do? Bite All Might? Well, probably. Yes, I guess. <laughs> I actually really wish that would have happened. That would have been really funny. <laughs> I think he would have bit All Might, though, because later when he... How far are you again? I'm level... I'm level... I'm episode 52, so, like, the whole, um... One for all. All for one. What the fuck is that character's name? Uh, did did they go to did they go to their school? They're moving trip? into the dorms. Oh, okay. So you got past the part where he was uh, kidnapped. Yeah. Yeah. So when he's kidnapped, you like like you know how they just like yeah. talk about how he would never uh, like how much he also really loves All Might. So I don't think he would. He was freaking. He was like foaming at the mouth, though. I don't know. He That's might. That's true. Maybe not on purpose, but All Might might have gotten caught in the crossfire there. You're very close to Bakugo finding his chill, actually. <laughs> He's get, he, he has his moments, but I'm just like, dude, please. Like, you're very close to the part where he actually acts like an adult for 10 seconds and talks to Midoriya, so... That'll be nice. Yeah. They, well, they fight first, but that's just how it be on this bitch. Yeah, that's, that's, that's just anime. That's anime for yeah. you. I do appreciate that his mom is, like, exactly the same person as he is. Yeah. That was really that was a really cute moment where also, she's like, "Yes, All Might, you can take my dis- my horrible naughty child back away from me." I I fucking love his mom so much. She's also <laughs> a milf, so like, I that's right. I just called Bakugo's mom a milf. Fight me, <laughs> come at me, scrub lord. I'm ripped with my love for Bakugo's mom, <laughs> and his dad is just so chill. Like his dad. I just don't know why his dad married his mom. I guess because she's a MILF. But like. Opposites attract, I guess. I guess. He was just like, that woman could murder me. I love her. Which I guess, <laughs> mood. So maybe I do understand. Maybe you do, actually. <laughs> um, um, I've lost my train of thought. Sorry, you just can't really recover from, like, calling Bakugo's mom a MILF. <laughs> 
Um, Shigaraki also needs to find his chill, but he's finding it a whole lot faster than Bakugo does because he has to. Yeah. Um, but he's that that show's wild. Yeah, I I constantly get all for one and one for all mixed up, so I'm not even sure which character I'm talking about. But like, you, yeah, I'm sure you knew what I meant. Yeah. Um. Then the last thing I have to talk about is that um I was paint I decided to paint Keith's boots because I had a pair of black boots, and I was like I hate boot covers. So here we are, and I don't want to spend more money on fabric. Paint's cheaper. So I got some paint, and um, I painted all the white parts on first and kind of, like, blocked out where I wanted it to stay black. Um, and I sewed the, like, red cuff on the top, which was also a time, because my machine did not enjoy that experience and did not want to cooperate. <laughs> it was like, I'm sorry, no. there's something funny about my machine did not enjoy that experience. It was like, no, you cannot sew this faux leather to a faux leather boot. That's not a good time. Um, but not I managed all that. Not having a good that. time, Kay. I'm not having a ball. No, it rarely Machine does. calls you Kay, I guess. I guess. Um, but I, so I did all the white parts and then I kind of like blocked out with tape around where I needed to clean up the edges and um, paint on the red on the toe. And then when I pulled the paint off it, the tape off it ripped off a whole bunch of paint and i was like why rest in pieces rest in pieces i had to do a ton of touch-ups and then for the second boot i was like no tape none no and um it they turned out okay the lines aren't sketchy enough at this point because i cleaned them up a little bit with black paint so they aren't like sketchy enough to really be noticeable especially not from a distance like don't don't inspect my boots, please. <laughs> don't inspect I'm, my boots. I'm I am driving all the way to the great state of Utah and inspecting your boots personally. You wouldn't have to go that far. I'm wearing it to ALA. <laughs> you just have to drive to Ontario. <laughs> all the way to Ontario. <laughs> to the great state of Ontario. No, it's California. <laughs> Ontario and then in quiet voice California. Well, you don't want people to think I'm going all the way to Canada for this. Could you imagine if you went to Canada? Well, I mean, I go to Canada quite oh, a bit. Oh shit! Actually. Right, you were you. That's your. But for a convention story. with my friends, mm, that doesn't seem like fun. I love how I was like, "Shit, Canada's your origin story." Hold on. Yeah. <laughs> I was a fool. Although it has been a while, um, but yeah, I'm not going to Canada in the winter time for an anime convention. Does not sound like a good time. Well, you just gotta suck the joy out of everything, don't you? No, I'm joking. <laughs> um, my people of Ontario, Canada. <laughs> um, but yeah, that I mean, they turned out okay, but I was real pissed when I ripped off huge chunks of paint. I guess leather paint just really isn't that strong. So I made sure to cover everything with a, a clear coat, just in case. Um... But after that, I got I finally got my um, Blade of Marmora 3D print back, so I just need to put that together and, like, sand it and paint it and stuff. And I got to style two wigs, one for Keith and one for Taco. And then the other costumes, I'm just re-wearing old ones. So, yay! 
I may actually be ready for ALA. I had a moment where I was looking at my calendar at work, and obviously, like, the time I requested off is all blocked out, and I was like, oh, shit, it's in, like, four weeks. (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna die. You're not gonna die. I'm not gonna die. I'll be fine. (laughs) I'm just gonna explode. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Um, But, yeah, that's... That's it. That's all I got. Alright. This is gonna be the shortest episode ever with the most technical difficulties. Actually, I can I can get a good rant going. Hold on. Let me just put the cat back on my glue stick, because otherwise it'll die. Um, so, uh, let's... Th- I don't know... I didn't know where to put this. If I... Hold on. I'm, like, paranoid now. I have to check my record. It's still good. Um, so I didn't know where to put this, but... I, my friend sent me this wonderful, um, fic from, bless you, me. from AO3, and so she's like, hold on, Jesse, I found something, and, and you need it, um, and I, I need you to hear the description for this, so. I'm looking at some of the lower, um, <laughs> down tags, and I'm just dying. Um, there's, there's a lot happening here, uh, but. It's also it's called the Half Blood Prince, which it has nothing to do with Harry Potter. It actually there's a has... lot to unpack. <laughs> so I I have questions. Um, so part it's... one of stop lying to me. <laughs> so, uh, so my friend was rewatching Inuyasha, so she was actually going through Inuyasha for this, but found this instead. It it was it's a um, Teen Wolf fanfic, by the way. And the, the main ship is uh, Derek and Styles, um, of course. But there's like sixty million side ships that I'm not I'm not even going to go through. Except for maybe I'm gonna anyone who did watch, um, any uh, who did watch Teen Wolf even for like ten seconds, like I did. Like Chris Argent and Peter Hale is a weird ship, but whatever. I don't care anymore. Um, so we scroll down here to the description, which is oh yeah, part one of Stop Lying to Me, which is another whole fucking question. Uh, Post so, Nogitsune Styles Delinsky. I I don't understand what Inu oh, Yokai Styles. In, there's a lot going on here. He, that <laughs> actually is from the show. He got possessed by a fox demon for a little okay. while. Okay. Yeah. Teen Wolf is a strange. <laughs> Teen Wolf is a was a time, and I was only like partially aware of what was happening because of Tumblr, which I'm also going to talk about, and um, and uh, because of um, my friend who won those tickets to the Teen Wolf convention that I had to go to. Oh on my Valentine's God. Day weekend. <laughs> my friend went to the Supernatural convention. We all live in a dark world. Um, so I, I want to mention that this was a Inuyasha Teen Wolf crossover. Although it probably wouldn't have been better if I didn't reveal that at first. But whatever. Um, I can't, I'm so embarrassed to read this out loud and it's not even Styles isn't as human as he appears. Tired of Styles sneaking out and lying to him, Sheriff Stalinsky calls in the one person he knows that can wrangle the unruly team. The one man Styles would never dare to disobey. His grandfather, Inu Taishu no Shishomaru. <laughs> I got you, fam. <laughs> Thank you. I just, I was like, I can't read the words Inu Taishu no Shishomaru with like the rest of the fucking description all together into one. But... Um, I need you to Normally know that Normally that, that would have had to have been you, because I get really embarrassed by fanfic, but today somehow, I found, you were I found my strength. <laughs> Thank you. Um, it has, 
27,437 hits, um, which is a lot. And then it has 348 bookmarks, uh, 1,417 kudos, and 285 comments. And 20,000 words. Yeah, it's a it's a whole ass time. I did not read it. Somebody asked me if I read it, and I was like, do do I mean I've done a lot of things for this show, and just because I'm bad at being a human, but I couldn't do this. Um, I would do anything for love. For love, but you already <laughs> that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I didn't read this, so I have no idea how well this went into into life. But like, um, it's time. Uh, so that's something that happened. I I hope y'all appreciate that as much as I did. So I'm also gonna mention. I talked about this last time, but uh, today is the day. For By the time you guys are listening to this, it will have been past the day. But today is the day where Tumblr enforced its laws. It's and then it didn't, kind and, of. Yeah, it, it enforced its no horny laws. Um, actually, some people got banned before... They got their, yeah. like, before, like, it even... They were saying originally they were going to delete adult content, and today they're like, well, we're not going to delete it yet. And it's like, hmm. okay. They're just going to make it invisible, which yeah. is a whole other fucking... But one of my favorite things about this is that they're try- They're still trying to be like, we're the quirky friends with like the, we know you hate the term female presenting nipples. Ha ha. And I'm like, no, you're, you're still on my naughty list. You're <laughs> still on my naughty list, Tumblr. Um, I liked how the master posts of people like reacting to the the original post of um, like, (laughs) sir, I'm going to need to see your male nipple license. Like, sir, that is my emotional support, female nipple. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like it was just it's and so then so the Tumblr is like, here's a post showing what we can still show on this website because supposedly like for art, you're still supposed to be able to like show nipples if it's fine art, right? Unless it's photorealistic, which is a whole other question that I have, but whatever. Um, so the post, though, of stuff that Tumblr was supposed to be able to show that the Tumblr staff made was flagged by its algorithm as inappropriate. <laughs> <laughs> Tumblr is so broken. And, like, I feel bad laughing at someone else's pain because there are people working there who are not billionaires like there's just people on the staff who are probably just like trying to get by um but yahoo can kiss my ass if it thinks like i'm going to be sorry for them their entire website exploding off the internet like you made the wrong move buddy and they're like it's just smart business and i'm like is it is it smart business like i just I, I get why they their idea was that is something about like not being able to have ads um, yeah while having adult content and I feel like the issue here is like why did you buy this website that inherently had this entire community behind it I I just I just don't know like AO3 knows that it can't run itself through ad revenue because it as a as a whole um is filled with adult content i mean everybody knows ao3 is like the archive your own is filled with like essentially smut 
And they also don't want to have to behold to any sort of rules. That's why they have fundraisers. AO3 isn't stealing your money. They're just self-funded and are, like, like kept going through volunteers and, like, source, like open source co- coding. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's how AO3 gets by. Whereas, like, Tumblr... Tumblr was a weird website to begin with as far as, like, its function. Like, even Tumblr is, like, it's hard to explain, but it's easy to use, which is true. No, it isn't. (laughs) Um, Well, the emotional cost is very great, but... (laughs) I still, I would argue that it's not easy to use. I feel like, um, just, like, the way that it's set up, it, it doesn't, it isn't conducive to a lot of, like, basic functionality of a lot of other websites. For art reasons, Tumblr was, like, golden. Um, It's also really good for audio posts. Yeah, and cosplayers actually were, like, are really sad that um, Tumblr's gone, too, mostly because their tagging system is outstanding. Like, that's one of the things that I couldn't stand about people. I'm like, y'all, the tagging system on Tumblr is so well done that you could literally blacklist this shit if you don't want to see it. But that's beside the point. Um, the tagging system is outstanding for Tumblr. And that's part of the reason artists got their stuff seen so often. Um, and the reblogging system was so efficient and quick and it's formatted outstandingly for images. Like the imaging format on Tumblr is what made it so good for art um in a way that nothing had really been since perhaps deviant art yes i will talk about deviant art my true my true origin story um <laughs> my villain origin story no i think tumblr's my villain origin story actually um but i i mean like there and that's part of the reason it's so hard for people to know where to go because twitter while being a great website, its tagging system is lacking because that's not what Twitter was made for. And so it's hard to just, like, search tagged material and it doesn't present it in a format that's easy to look through. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and it resizes your images and then, like, previews them in smaller pieces. And that's annoying. Um, and, 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 like, I'm not mad at that because that's not what Twitter was made for. And then Instagram is another case where, like, you can only post certain kinds of content on Instagram. You can't post lewd content. Um, so that's another thing a lot of people who were making indie porn, um, and, like, self-created porn, which is a whole is to me isn't a bad thing like if you're making your indie porn and you're making your money off of it and like your legal age and everything the industry is really difficult as far as like whose body types get to be allowed into the porn industry and like what kind of porn gets to be made and who makes money off of it you know what i'm saying um and there's a lot of exploitative things that happen in that industry whereas if you're producing the content yourself you're in charge of that and it gives you more autonomy over your content and your money. Um, Tumblr was really good for that kind of content as well, which is unfortunate that those people have no place to go because they can't go onto Instagram. And Patreon is questionable about adult content. It will hide your content from the like search. So you have to like post your link to adult content for Patreon. And then through Patreon, you're usually using um, PayPal, which has its own things about adult content. And like, 
which also pisses me off. Um, I mean, some banks won't, like, open accounts for people who get their money through adult entertainment, but, you know, I I don't know. Like, PayPal markets itself as this total user-friendly, like, safe spot for its creators, and then it's like, oh, also, um, you can do what you want to get this money, except for, you know, like, making perfectly legal pornography as an illegal adult with your own life. You can't do that. Um, and also have your money. Something bit me on the finger, and there's, like, a big swollen thing, and now I'm afraid that it was that spider. Um, sorry, that was unrelated, but I just (laughs) had a spider on my finger now, and it put one fear into me. Um, anyway adult it's kind of scary for people who are making adult content and i know some people are like boohoo cry me a river um but that's some people's livelihood that's just how it be i mean like i don't think your moral judgments belong on what people want to do legally like you know what i'm saying i don't i don't know i just feel like this isn't they're like this is a job that they that people have the choice to do but all of these companies in order to you know market their site to ad sources are like um no actually you're not allowed to post this content which where are these people gonna go (laughs) that's my biggest question and it's not just like live you know um (coughs) porn peddlers i don't know what else to call you i'm sorry you're you're doing you're doing your best i'm trying to be respectful um but like it's not just people who are marketing themselves um it's also people who are marketing their art that's not safe for work like that's how a lot of people make their money and there have been issues around that as well so i just i really don't know where these people are gonna go like there are other places like like pillow fort like i have a pillow fort account but it's so it's also not quite conducive you know to sharing a lot of information um and like instagram's fine but like i have to keep things like at a certain like level of appropriateness for instagram instagram is like like my boss could follow me there you know um yeah, they, they, like, suggest your family members and stuff to there. I didn't tell my mom that I made an Instagram account, but she found it, like... Yeah. It's just, a little, like... A little creepy. Yeah, I'm not really here for, like, posting all of my content to Instagram. I have very curated... I have a very curated, um, business Spider-Man, <laughs> Jesse, um, on, on Instagram versus, like, Twitter, where I'm a little bit messier, but... Yeah, I mean, like, it's it's funny, but it's also, like, where, where are we supposed, where are artists supposed to go? Like, this is my livelihood. Um, and, you know, not all of us, like, make money via f- fur affinity. Not that there's anything wrong with that. You you go, furries. You do your thing. Um, furries making bank. Yeah, you know, because people, rich, rich furries buying art are the modern Medici family. Um, <laughs> You're not even wrong. Uh, yeah um yeah like honestly and and you know furry art takes a certain skill like i've tried to draw furries before and i just i can't um but you know they've curated that skill over time and they deserve the money they're making off of it but it's just frustrating i guess um especially as a person who wants to make money doing some kind of art i at this point i'm looking into other options as far as like what can I do with my degree? Um, it's, it's not much. Uh, 
You ever just look around and then Mad World starts playing and you're just like, oh, yeah, truly, truly am the millennial they write those articles about. Um, and then I was going to write, I was going to talk about something else. Oh, besides the weird headphones that they gave me for the Spider-Man premiere that were just plain white, like cheap in-ear earbud headphones. They're like, here, a complimentary gift for seeing Spider-Man. And I saw other people get trading cards and I got plain ass white, cheap dollar headphones in a plastic red bag that said Spider-Man on it. But then you open them and they're just plain white headphones inside. And I'm just like an avocado thanks Thanks, i hate it yeah like what the fuck did this have to do with anything and i'm like is this gonna be spider-man asmr am i gonna have to put these in and like listen to like peter b parker try asmr um but yeah that was a weird thing i was really sad that i didn't get the sweet fucking playing card or like the trading card people got that's it's rude um the other thing I was going to talk about is, like, the news has been filled. The news <laughs> um, has been filled with uh, lots of celebrity beef recently, but I don't really care about that because it's complicated, and I don't want to, like, somebody asked me about it, and I'm like, I cannot give you the play-by-play of all of this. You're just going to have to go do that research yourself, buddy. Like, you know what I'm saying? Um, but... I will talk about one thing about it because it's very near and dear to my heart. As most people know, uh, mental illness is like super, a a super thing I'm super advocate about um, because I deal with a lot of mental health issues. And so I really want to take care of myself and also talk about it so people don't feel so alone. And it just frustrates me that every time we get to talk about mental health in the public eye, like... It always gets clouded by so much other random bullshit that, like, the the entire message of being mentally healthy and that even people who are famous have mental illness issues, like, gets completely covered over by bullshit Twitter beef and, like, and Kanye West. <laughs> <laughs> I, I said I wasn't going to talk about Kanye, but I'm going to talk about Kanye, um, who does have mental illness issues, but... I, I had to fucking read Kanye say you don't make good art when you're on medication. Like, essentially, he was talking about things like My Twisted Dark Fantasy or whatever the fuck the name of that album is, which is a good album. He's like, oh, you don't make that kind of art if you're on medication. And I'm like, boy, like, the whole, like, suffering is part of your good art thing is fucking, it's not a good take. Yeah, it's bullshit and I always remind people like some of like Van Gogh's best art he didn't make while he was in the like when he was sick he made it like when he was either getting help or like after he had gotten help Starry Night was painted from the window of like like the facility he was in to get mental help you know what I'm saying like these you don't being tortured does not make you a better artist there are also great artists who aren't tortured like I think even Taika Watiti said this, that he's just, like, a dude. Like, he has no tortured, twisted backstory. He's just a dude who likes to make cool stuff. Like, and he makes great stuff. So, what's your, like, what's your counter-argument for that? Like, I don't understand. I hate when people encourage not taking care of yourself to make art. And, like, as an artist and a person with mental illness, it pisses me off a lot. It's a thing that you come in 
contact with an art school, don't ever fucking let your classmates or your teachers sacrifice your goddamn mental health to make art and say it's a noble pursuit. It's bullshit. You can't make good art if you're dead, okay? Like, that's just at the end of the day, the truth. Nobody's making any art if you're fucking dead. I hate this idea of, like, you go out in a blast of glory I used to believe that I had to be suffering to make good art until I realized that when I was truly suffering when I was at my worst when I was in and out of the hospital like I wasn't making a goddamn thing because you don't you're just like a zombie okay so let's just fucking put that whole myth aside and put it in a box and then close that box and then launch that box into the sun because it's bullshit it's not true take care of yourself whatever that means i'm not pushing medication on people either i take meds but i also do cbt um i or cognitive behavioral therapy yes cbt um i don't some people just do therapy you know like whatever it takes meditation whatever you need to do to take care of yourself um, and I, and I don't mean unhealthy stuff. D- drinking is not the same. I mean like <laughs> healthy ways of coping with your mental illness. Um, and even if you like, don't think you have mental illness, but you're going through a rough patch, there's no shame in talking to somebody about it. Like that's a way you can take care of yourself. So yeah, I just get so frustrated when I see celebrities who have a lot of power and have a lot of influence over the, like, you know, conversate over the social conversation about mental illness, just like turn around and are just like throwing back utter bullshit about it. Like clearly Kanye, nobody would sit here and tell us that you're okay or that anything is good with your career right now. So maybe you should just, you know, are you going to come at me on Twitter and make me apologize? Like, fuck you. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I just have, I have a lot, like, a lot of beef with that, and it was, it was grinding my gears, um, on the good old Twitter sphere. burning your biscuits? It was burning my biscuits, truly was. (laughs) I was like, how dare you come out here and tell people who probably need help, like, there are kids listening to your albums who probably now are just like, yeah, yeah, I don't need no fucking meds, and then, you know have just like trying to sucker punch their way out of their depression because Kanye West told them that they need to suffer for their art. It's bullshit. Um, yeah. I mean, the last piece of salt I have is actually this glorious, this glorious comment I fucking read on a YouTube video. Um, Oh boy. I know I shouldn't read the comments. I was foolish, but I wanted to see, why this video had so many downvotes and it turns out it's just because people don't like non-binary people but um yeah yeah, i was because i was looking at non-binary fashion like videos to get some style inspiration i was like why are so many people not liking this is it just like not you know i was trying to stay woke and i was like maybe this isn't like maybe i'm missing some problematic thing here you know and maybe somebody in the comments will tell me and no it turned out that people were just downvoting it because they don't like non-binary people um but there was this glorious comment and when i say glorious i mean just like awful but you know like this is such a weird flex that i just have to mention it but this person's like there are people starving in this world 
and you're worried about someone calling you the correct pronouns. And I'm just like, Oh, I remember you talked about this on Twitter and I was like, yeah, what? What? Fight them. (laughs) Yeah. And it's so fucking wild to me because it's just like, I'm sure you don't like it when people call you things you're not like, yeah, I bet, I bet he would throw a fit if somebody called him ma'am. Yeah. Like, he'd be like, oh my god, I'm not a man. Like, it's just, like, or, like, anything. Like, any fucking thing that, like, any sort of terrible thing that someone could call him. I would say that he would throw a fit if someone called him an asshole, but he clearly is an asshole. So that's not even something he's not. But, um, yeah, it's so wild to me. Also, this whole thing about comparative suffering, too, where it's like, we're not talking about that right now. (laughs) I know people are starving in the world, but there's not really much I can do about that. So let me complain about how my internet connection's not working. Yeah, (laughs) like... like, Obviously, it's good to have that perspective, but, like, what do you want me to do about it? I'm talking about my internet not working, not about starving people in other countries. Like, like, or in our own country. it doesn't fix it. Yeah, it doesn't like fix it, it, like... doesn't fix the problem to be, like, and and how, like, this video was literally... Why did you click on a video? I remember what video this was for, is, like, things that um you shouldn't say to, like, a non-binary person. And it was, like, a bunch of things that non-binary people had been told or things that people had said to them, um, like, just on the street and whatnot. And I even related to some of those things, or, like, stuff you probably here at a Christmas party, which is why I don't tell anybody that I'm non-binary. Like, the only people who know are my friends and super, like, nuclear family. And my super nuclear family sometimes just likes to pretend like that doesn't exist because they, them pronouns are too hard to remember, I guess. Um, But, you know what? Math is hard, but I still gotta do it. Uh, (laughs) It's my argument. Um, But, like... I don't tell very many people because I'm afraid of, like, the reactions that people give. But, like, it's still annoying. Like, it's still, I still hyper-focus on when people use the wrong pronouns. Especially, especially, like, not when people are trying and they use the wrong pronouns. That's an accident, you know? I'm talking about, like, when I straight up will tell a person what my pronouns are and they specifically use the like pronoun that is not the pronoun and like I just hear it and it like echoes in my head it's just like she 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 her 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 and like like they don't say they or them it's just like she her that lady ma'am you know as a girl you and I'm like wow this truly is a time to be alive um but like even and even I try not to I don't even really say anything about it because I guess I don't know some, th- some part about me doesn't, like, let me stand up for myself because I'm, like, you know, stuff is hard for other people, too. And, like, I don't know. Just that attitude doesn't help anyone. Unless it's my friends. I Like, if someone uses the wrong pronouns for my friends and I purposefully said their proper pronouns a million times and they keep misgendering my friends and I'm, like, can you please cease and desist? <laughs> like, then I get real mad. My mom friend override appears. Um... But yeah, it's just, I shouldn't have read the comments. It was stupid, but I was just trying to see, I was trying to see if I missed something like, you know, you know, like maybe this video is spreading some rumor or spreading some mistruth about this thing. But no, it was just people being like, oh my God. The other day I was in line at Safeway. Might Actually, it was just, um, 
it was yesterday. I was in line at Safeway and I heard this guy talking to his kids as I'm like paying for my food about something they saw on a magazine cover. And he's like, yeah, that's just, it shouldn't be this way, but that's just the way it is in this world because people are sick now. It's just <laughs> sick. And I was just like, my gay fight or flight response <laughs> was just like, gotta get out, gotta get out of here, gotta, and like, you know, I just imagine myself like, bloodborne panic rolling out of the Safeway. <laughs> I'm just like, please, sir. I just, I just want to get my food. Like anytime people are like, people are sick. There's sickos in this world. And I'm like, this is usually about my people. And I'm really scared right now. Um, yeah, that's what, it's just like one of those things where you're like, hmm, gotta get out. Gotta escape. I that's, just, mm. mm-hmm, I just wanted some Halo top, my guy. Like, uh, but you know, I just, I don't know, I I really, sorry I ranted so long, but I just had to fill up this space with people fucking being annoying assholes on the internet, even though, like, I'm sure we all have to deal with it. We all have this built-up rage about annoying assholes on the internet. Yeah, that's just our lives when you're, quote-unquote, online. Online. When you're on the line. (laughs) Oh my god, have you? Do you remember being a youth and having yes. those like video? Yeah, it's like <laughs> your IRL self or your offline self, and it's like you know, when you're online, you have to be safe. And like, I'm just like, I just the other day gave my address to a stranger to send me Christmas presents and <laughs> got cows in return. So, yeah, um, I mean, you do have to be safe online, but like. Our definition of what that means has it's changed so dramatically different. in the past 20 yeah. years. It's wild, right? Like, just, I was just thinking about that the other day. And I, um, I was like, these kids, these, they never grew up with, like, the fucking horror story. Yeah, the only thing I can equate it to is John Mulaney's thing on Street Smarts. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> street Smarts. <laughs> gotta have Street Smarts. It's like, keep a money clip with a $20 bill so if someone tries to mug you you throw them the money and you run it's a decoy street smarts <laughs> <laughs> like whatever the fucking online equivalent of that is <laughs> we had it Ugh. and that's my salt all right well with that we'll move into the imported salt um first comes from jake's baby bird at night underscore twitten um, some anti-salt for the holidays. I love you guys. You're all fantastic. The Salt Report is probably my favorite podcast and has really helped me get to tough spots, long drives, and annoying random players in Destiny who don't know what they're doing. He says, Ahem. Thank you for all your work on the podcast, especially to Jake for being probably the best damn editor ever, Jesse for yelling about things that I want to yell about so I don't have to, and to Kay for making me feel like I've already played Final Fantasy XIV so I don't have to go out and spend money on another game. <laughs> That's fair. Um... I wish you all the very best these holidays and hope 2019 brings us another year of salt, but maybe a little less serious salt if we're lucky. And I would like to extend that to everyone. Happy holidays, everyone. Happy holidays to everyone. I'm sorry. I don't know why I'm like this. It's the holiday season. So whoop-dee-doo. Oh, before we get to the next piece of uh, Oh, and thank salt, you, by the way. Thank you. Um, <laughs> before we get to the next piece of imported salt, Kay, I thought Kay was feeding her cat when I was singing um, a Christmas yeah, cause songs. Yeah, because my cat, 
my cat was bothering me, kept meowing at me, and then I turned around and she was sitting in the um, doorway to the kitchen, which is where I keep her food dish. And so I'm like, okay, so she's telling me she wants food, so I'm going to go feed her so she doesn't bother me during the podcast. And then I stepped away for like a minute, and when I came back... <laughs> I was... I was singing Happy Holidays, but, like, I didn't know that Kate was back yet because I expected it to take longer. So I'm, like, having a full-on song, and I put my headphones on expecting it to be quiet, and Kay, like, sniffles. sniffles. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> I yeah, heard that everything. Happened. Oh, no. Um, so We Are Not Wizards tabletop Christmas decoration at We Are Not Wizards. Hello, fellow kids. <laughs> this is the uh, this is a reference to me making fun of him last time for, and saying, "How do you do, fellow kids?" <laughs> the cheek out of you lot. Respect your elders and speak up. Thanks. A parcel is not a penis, but package is also accepted slang here. I'm disappointed that you guys don't use parcel penis. <laughs> Um, so if a delivery driver wants you to sign for a package, then you run like the wind. Um, one last week, one last week of work. So Somebody mom played Dick in the Box, Dick in a Box. <laughs> <laughs> so my mom bought me a 2TB drive for my birthday and Christmas combined, a combo breaker. So I've decided to download pretty much all of the games that I have, which means now I am truly in a state of disbelief about the number of games that I own, but also the number of games I've spent about two hours playing only to abandon them. I have no doubt that I'll ignore all 63 titles and play Overwatch instead, maybe even Immortal Unchained. I want to wish you all a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year, and thank you once again for providing so much entertainment to me, as well as as friendship. It has made this year a lot more fun than it would be otherwise. Uh, than it would otherwise be. I'm sorry, dyslexia. Stay salty, salt fam. Hugs and stuff. Richard, non-wizard. I told Richard, Thanks, Richard. that I was going to send him a crystal ball. With, that I would watch him through with the Eye of Sauron. <laughs> and it's like, every, then all the world will know that you know a wizard. Um, now all of China knows you're here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And thank you, Richard. Sorry I interrupted with a joke instead of just being like sincere and heartfelt or something. <laughs> um, our last one comes from my Sinclair, at my underscore Sinclair. Um, Salt. I am salty that I am supposedly not allowed to like AMVs. Maybe that shit is overplayed or cliche, but I am not some poser. I like it because I like it, and fuck off with telling me I can't enjoy what I like. Attached are links that I'm supposedly not to like, uh, and I included what they were here for descriptive purposes. It was a Sailor Moon AMV set to Blue by Eiffel65, and then a Roroni Kenshin AMV set to Butterfly, and a 5 centimeters per second AMV set to Mad World. And she said, you don't have to read it. I was irritated. I'm over it. And I hope it's okay that I did read it because this kind of ties into something I've talked about a lot, which is let people enjoy things. Yeah. Like, even if it is, like, something that you think is kind of dumb or that is objectively dumb or anything like that, I don't think AMVs are objectively dumb. They're just, they're just fun for funsies. Fanime but, like, has an AMV competition. Anime like, Bonsai still does an AMV competition. Yeah. They give like, out a special listen. award for the weirdest one you can come out with. Um, but like, That's my youth right there. 
Yeah, they're just like, for fun. And a- Naruto AMV set to Linkin Park songs are my entire youth. How dare one? I, I distinctly yeah. remember a Naruto AMV set to some forty-one that I watched at least once. Or like My Immortal by Evanescence. Yeah, it was always Evanescence. Because we had a lot of feelings about anime, and only Evanescence understood. <laughs> but also, I don't see anything wrong with liking AMVs. I like a lot of dumb stuff, too. There's actually yeah. a really good one. Um, it was actually a uh, um, Neon Genesis one set to an Imagine Dragons song. So that would have but- been more recent, yeah. Yeah, the editing... Yeah, the editing was fucking amazing, um, and I'll, I'll give him credit for that, you know, and I, I enjoyed it. I was like, hmm, look at this cool thing. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with liking AMVs, and like, yeah. where, where do you think I got all my music from as a youth? Just AMVs, me and Death Note, and AMVs. Yeah, all these all these AMVs that you linked me to were like a slap in the face with nostalgia, because I remember all of these songs. I was yeah. way into them when I was a kid. Um of course, Mad World's a meme now, but, you know. Um, I had a child when I was working at the Halloween store, insert generic Halloween store name here, walk by, and he was looking for something, and he dropped it on the ground, and then he was like, he, okay, he must have been nine, but then he was just singing that fucking simple plan, how could this happen to me? And I was like... Affected a lot of children. Blinking... <laughs> I like just I was just like who are you child? He's a child of the internet era. Uh, yeah. But yeah, like like I said, uh Anime Bonsai still has an AMV contest every year and they play all the finalists um on Saturday, maybe Friday, I don't remember. Uh and they have a special award for the weirdest one, which is called the Walnut Award. And I think they post oh, them all God. online after they're done with them too. So yeah, AMVs are fine. They're just for fun. Let people like things. Let people like things. Um, that's all we've got for this week. What? I got a text from Nikki, if you remember her. I'm just gonna keep making that joke forever. (laughs) (laughs) But she just texted me. Oh, (laughs) we, we both needed each other's addresses to send a present. So... She just sent me, and I'm like, my phone just pissed at me. Um, Yeah, so for Christmas presents, so she, so uh, I'm glad that I could give her this cambio, 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 cambio. You know when you say the wrong word and everybody just repeats it? Yeah. (laughs) Like this just happened, but like when you do it in a chat and everybody in the chat right types it back. In, in 14, I got a nickname out of a situation like that. So my character's <laughs> first name is Rez, and uh, they mistyped it as Red. And they were like, oh, sorry, Rez. And then five people were just like, Red. And that's my Red. name now. <laughs> <laughs> the best part is that nobody questioned it. Like, when I the, when I signed on, like, three days later and said hi, and somebody was like, hi, Red, no one questioned it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt your beautifully, uh, probably gorgeously structured outro. And I'm oh, it's going to be like, terrible. My outros are always a mess. Um, that's all we've got for this week, though. Uh, thank you, to everybody all, who submitted uh, salt through our DMs. Um, if you would like to be on the show, hit us up at that 
on our DMs or comment. I try to remember to do a post every week, but I've been really bad about it lately because I've been busy. But uh, you can always comment. You can just add us. I, I do check for all of those things. So we'll see it one way or the other. Um, where can we find you <laughs> yeah, on the you internet, Jesse? watch out. You better um, watch out. You better, yeah, watch, better watch out. out. You better uh, watch out. I just screamed that into the mic, Rip Richard. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you can find me on Twitter as Filthy Magic User. Fuck. No, you can't. You can find me on Twitter as Filthy Wizard, at Filthy Wizard, and you can find me on Instagram and Twitch as Filthy Magic User. But uh, not Tumblr anymore. Sad. Not t- my Tumblr is probably exploded. Um, you can, if you have a pillow fort, yeah, press F to pay respects to Tumblr. If you have a pillow fort, um, I'm also filthy wizard on pillow fort as well. Fucking Instagram and uh, um, Twitch already having filthy wizards. How dare you? How dare? How dare? Um. Sorry, Kay, where can we find you? <laughs> we can find me on Twitter and Twitch's Humanity Upgrade. And on Facebook and Instagram as Crowfeather Cosplay. And you can find Jake on Twitter as at Jake underscore Lionheart. And he has all of his links in his bio, including to his band camp and such. Um, you can find the podcast at, on Twitter as at Podcast Salt. Or on Fireside as the saltreport.fireside.fm. Or on iTunes and a variety of other podcast apps. Spotify. Spotify. And... Um, I don't know a lot of them. This this isn't my this isn't my normal job. You all know that. Um, if you'd like to support the podcast, you can give us a review or subscribe, or you could donate to our Kofi page. That's ko-fi.com/saltreport. Uh, we appreciate it. Anything you do to support us, just get the word out there. Listen or just listen. Just listen quietly. I'm fine with that too. Um, and with that, just stay in your car slash room. You can and listen, listen quietly if you like. I don't really give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> Crank that volume. Make that Starbucks employee uncomfortable. <laughs> but like Jeremy did that one time. Yeah, you just crank the volume so loud as I say, hentai nipples! And, you know, let everybody enjoy it. And with that, that's our show. Bye! Bye!